faith and science an impossible match? No, I'm not talking about creation and evolution or religion and atheism. I mean, can science study faith like it could study a star or a bird? Many scientists have tried without great success. Kevin Ladd is a psychologist and a professor at Indiana University, South Bend. He's looked at more than 40 different studies, and the evidence is, well, strange. According to Ladd, most psychologists don't actually know what they're studying when it comes to prayer. Are they studying words or thoughts or groans? And how can you study about what God decides to do in his infant wisdom? That's often hidden from us, after all. Prayer works. We can say that confidently, but maybe not in the way these studies think. We can't always see clear answers to our prayers, but Christians know that our Heavenly Father is more than willing to hear us than we are willing to pray to Him. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. We're in a series that we began yesterday called What We Need to Know About Prayer. I suppose I can't speak for you, but I know that one thing I always feel bad about is my own prayer life, and I suspect I'm not alone in that. After all, what Christian can sit back and think that they're doing pretty well in their prayers? It's a source of sadness for many of us, isn't it? Well, here on the program this week, we're talking about prayer. And I trust these discussions will help us to pray more, pray better, and have lives of prayer. And today we're asking a simple question. What is prayer? Prayer is simply talking to God. I've known people who said, I don't know any prayers because they're not recognizing it's just having a conversation with God. That's my friend Nancy Guthrie. She'll be back with us in just a moment to help us think about what prayer really is. And I was so much more than just asking God for stuff. Stay with me, because I know this will be helpful for you, because it's really helped me. Nancy's written a book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. Let me say up front, it isn't just our children who need to learn to pray. We need help. All of us need help, too. And that's why I want to send you this book that my wife Janet and I are reading through this week together. It's full of colorful illustrations. But more than that, it's full of scripture that'll help both young and old alike develop a better prayer life and a closer walk with Jesus. After the program, I'd like to send you a grown-up, what every child should know about prayer, for your gift to support Haven Today. See if I'm not right. And then after you read it and are blessed by it, you can pass it on to somebody younger. Our number to call after the program, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit us online, look at samples from the book, and then make your gift there. Our website is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And now... We're going to hear our opening song. You ready? Here's Rich Mullins.
What a great song, Step by Step. Rich Mullins opening this Haven Today, The World is Best I Remember It. And this is Haven Today, What We Need to Know About Prayer. I'm Charles Morris. Back with us again today from Nashville, Tennessee, is my friend and author, Nancy Guthrie. Nancy, let's just dive into it. What is prayer, and how do we sometimes get prayer wrong? Well, prayer is simply talking to God. Uh, maybe we make it complicated because maybe we we think we have to know a prayer. I always find that interesting. I think it depends on how you've grown up. You think about maybe prayer as being a very formal thing. I, I've known people who said, I don't know any prayers because they're not recognizing. It's just having a conversation with God. Mm. One thing I am grateful for is that God is so good to us that he has actually given us a whole book that are basically divinely given words that he wants us to say back to him. And and that's the book of Psalms. Yes, it's songs, but it's also in a sense prayers. And so one little section of what every child should know about prayer, I just work my way through a number of Psalms that show us what they actually provide us with words. If you say, I don't know how to pray. I don't know what prayer is. The Psalms give us words to pray to God and what kinds of things are in the Psalms that that would show us, okay, this is what things God wants us to be able to say to him. Well, the Psalms give us words to express trust in God. There's a lot of Psalms where, where, where the psalmist is simply asking God for help or there's psalms where where they're just saying how much they enjoy and love God. You know, that's a part of prayer I think both children and adults really neglect. Mm. It is to just be telling God, God, here's what I love about you. Here's what I in, enjoy about you. I, I think most often our prayers, if you think about most of the prayers maybe we have as a family around the dinner table or short little times. Oftentimes our prayers center, I think, on two things. Number one, we really teach kids how to thank God for things, you know, mm-hmm. and which is fabulous mm-hmm. because it, it helps our kids to understand that God is the source of every good thing in our life. So teaching them to thank God is, is good. But there's so much more to prayer that we're presented with in the scriptures, especially in Psalms. And I'm thinking, of course, as you say this, Nancy, about my children. And yes, of course, we would pray at meal times, and, 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 you know, even if we were out, we would go ahead and 
have a prayer and teach the kids to do that. But it was those evening prayers. And it really is, it, it seems to be easier for a child to be able to say thank you. And it's so sweet. But that what I hear you saying is just opening the door to just teach children. But we adults get it wrong, too. We, 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 we can say thank you, obligatory thank yous for just a few things, and then let's get down to business. Lord, here's what you need yeah. to do then for me. Then we move immediately to all the things we're asking him for, right? Exactly. Yeah. One thing the Psalms invite us to do is to begin our prayers simply with praise. So that means before we even thank him for what he's done, we first praise him for who he is. Because it is all about who he is. I mean, why would we even pray to him if he were not the sovereign Lord of the universe? It's not about me. That's right. So we begin there, right? Like, Lord, I praise you that you are my rock and my salvation. I praise you as the sovereign king of the universe. I praise you as the creator who has made all things. I praise you as the righteous judge who will always do what is right. And these things then prepare us to move through prayer. So we begin with praise. We we do thank him for what he has done. Lord, we thank you for being a God of salvation who is working your salvation in this world and in my life. You have saved me. You are saving me. You will ultimately save me when Christ comes again. So we, we, we thank him for uh, salvation benefits. But then I think an important part of prayer that the Bible presents to us is confession. Uh, mm. You know, certain traditions mm. maybe are better at this than others. Uh, I can't, I can't remember overhearing much or being taught to pray prayers of confession in my growing up, right. but the Psalms invite us, Psalm 32, Psalm 130, they invite us to approach God aware of our transgressions and our sins and with the assurance that if we confess them, that they will be forgiven. Um to prayer praise of confessing, you know, they don't have to be complicated. We just begin, Lord, I confess. And maybe one of the best ways, this is one I've pray- prayed more than once, Charles, is, Lord, I confess my prayerlessness. Mm-hmm. And just confess it and put it up. But here's the thing. He already knows. He knows all these things in our life. But something happens in us when we just simply confess. It confesses a need. As it comes out on our lips, it impresses on our hearts our need for forgiveness, our standing before him. But then we have the scriptures that assure us of his glad forgiveness for all of those sins that we are willing to become clean on. I tend to think, Charles, that one of the reasons maybe we don't pray more is because of unconfessed sin mm, that has yes, created a yes. barrier. It's like, this is a barrier between him and me, and I don't want to come clean. I'm embarrassed by it all. I feel so much shame over it all, and it's just easier to not have a conversation and have to deal with all of that. And that's when I just see Jesus with his arms open wide where he says, come to me, all of you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I'll give you rest for your souls. He just says, you know, come to me and confess and we'll get things right. And then we can really have a conversation. And Nancy, this idea of confession, it certainly is a word that's used in church and the history of the church. 
And it comes out of Scripture, of course. But there's another word that goes with that, too, and that's repentance. It is so hard for us. Sometimes I totally agree with you. There is this unconfessed sin. But I don't really want to have to bring myself to live a life of repentance. But that's the grace way of living the Christian life. It's repentance that we come to faith. It's repentance and a daily doing of that that keeps us in Christ and grows us in Christ. And we forget about that, don't we? You know, I think that oftentimes we think about repentance as that thing I did one time Mm -hmm. when I came to Christ and I turned toward him. But I think we're seeing in our country and in our world right now, Charles, a real crisis of discipleship amongst people in the church. We're real concerned about right doctrine. And you know what? I love that. I'm, I'm a doctrine person and I want us to get the things of God and about God right. But I think sometimes we confuse how faithful our doctrine might be with spiritual maturity and that spiritual, the mark of spiritual maturity is a person who does recognize and see the way that we fall short of God's glory. Mm. Not just way back on that day when we, that we look back as the day we became a Christian or took hold of Christ or became united to Christ is the words I would use, but an ongoing need for repentance, for, for eyes to see ourselves as he sees us and to see our pet sins and our bad attitudes, our self-righteousness and our ongoing need for repentance to be open to that, that that kind of humility of ongoing repentance is what nurtures real relationship with Christ. Nancy Guthrie, she wrote a little book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. And I'm so glad you could join me again today here on the program. So glad to be with you and your listeners. This is Haven Today in a program called What We Need to Know About Prayer. Thank you, Nancy taking the time to explain prayer on a level that even a child can understand. If we're honest, we sometimes need people like Nancy to explain things again to us. The lead character on a funny TV show once said, explain it to me like I'm in kindergarten. It's comical, but we sometimes need that. And that's why I want to focus on one thing that we may not consider enough. God wants us to talk to him. I don't know about you, but this is still a hard thing for me to believe sometimes. And maybe it would change our prayer lives at least a little if we thought about it more. The Lord hears us. The Lord hears us gladly. In Psalm 34, David wrote these words, of course, inspired by the Holy Spirit. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. That may not be the most popular of passages of Scripture that is read today, but I can't think of many that are more comforting. The Lord of all the universe watches over, and he listens to his people. Now, we all need comfort especially in this old world we're living in today. And I don't mind telling you that I've seen some strange things in my lifetime, but these last few years take the cake. A worldwide pandemic, all the political unrest, 
wars and rumors of wars, inflation, empty shelves in North American grocery stores. There are a lot of things in our lives today that could and do make us anxious and afraid. But even in the midst of all these things, Christians can know that God is our Father. Those who have repented of their sin and trusted in Jesus Christ for salvation have direct access to the God who created and sustains all things. And believe me, he hears us when we pray. And so we can praise him. We can thank him for everything he's done for us. We can confess our sins to him, get on our knees and repent and do it every day. And we can do what we're probably most used to doing in prayer, asking him for things and telling him how we feel. And all of these things are important, but God wants to hear all of them from us. You know, the Apostle Paul helps us here. We read this in his letter to the Galatians, chapter 4. Verse 6, because you are his children, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. What comfort this verse brings to me. For those trusting in Jesus, God is not only our God, he is our Father. Maybe you've heard this illustration before. The only one who can confidently march into a king's bedchamber in the middle of the night and ask for a drink of water is the king's own child. And that's what Christians are, children of the king. And not just any old king, the king of kings. So why not go to your heavenly father? Even today, even right now, God wants to hear your prayers even more than we want to pray to him. He is our father, after all. And what a father he is. Why don't we take just a moment and pray about this right now? Lord, I think just everybody that's tuned into the program today believes in prayer. But do we pray? Do we pray right? Lord, may we make our requests known before you, but may we also glorify you in our prayers, and may we praise you in our prayers, and may we understand more what the gospel of Jesus Christ who died for our sins is all about. May we understand more of what it means every day to repent of our sins and to trust in him alone who hears us and who wants to answer our prayers. Lord, give us mercy now. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, say that thou art. Thou my best thought, by day or by night. presence my life be 
What a hymn, Be Thou My Vision, for him. It's Haven Today you're listening to. I'm Charles Morris, and what we need to know about prayer is what we're calling the program. Daddy, why do we pray? Mommy, does God really hear my prayers? Kids often ask real questions about prayer. Well, so do we. And I'm sure you've asked these simple questions even as an adult, And that's why I'm really happy that we have for you, as well as for younger ones in your life, a very helpful book, What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. Nancy Guthrie, she does a great job explaining what the Bible says about prayer. She uses easy-to-understand words that even I can understand. But she also worked with an illustrator to help each chapter come alive. It's full of colorful illustrations. And I know this book will not only encourage the children around you to enjoy talking with the Lord, it will encourage you and me, everyone who reads it as well. And let me say that Easter is not far away. I think this book would fit perfectly in an Easter basket for the kids in your life. But you need to read it before then. So for your gift to Haven Today, I want to send you what every child should know about prayer. Here's the number to call, but please do it right away. 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website. Look at some of the samples from the book. You can make your gift there too. And our web address is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And just a reminder, we still have for your gift to the ministry the Amazing Grace Radio Theater production about John Newton, William Wilberforce, and Olato Equiano. Ask about it when you call or listen to samples on our website. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. 
Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Ever had a phone number call you repeatedly only for it to show up as restricted or anonymous on caller ID? The only word for this is frustration, but there's really no way to know who it is unless you answer the phone. And that isn't the only time we're left asking, who is it? Can we really trust that the book we're reading wasn't plagiarized? Or the idea for our favorite TV show wasn't stolen without credit. We can't know those things for certain, not really anyway, but we can know who is behind the most important thing we possess, God's Word. The Apostle Peter reminds us prophecy never had its origins in human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.